Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. How's Derek Valentin ahead? Trap in the middle. Jan Grey Goosh, if they're about a pass away from springing this. Now ahead to Pookie on the right side. Timo in. Top of the 18. Timo with a shot. He scores! It's a Pookie party at Allianz, Minnesota. Grabs the lead back. 2-1 Minnesota. Eric Valentin to Reynoso. Back to Valentin in the middle. Longwane. They're about one pass away from breaking it. Longwane gets it free up the left side. Tabasi on the left flank. Moving up slowly, methodically ahead. Now in for Dodson and Pookie. Now Pookie with a shot. He scores! Hand it up. Number two for Pookie. And Minnesota has a 3-1 lead. Dodson gets it to the right side. Reynoso, final third. Ray in. Bongi turning. Bongi in the 18. Reynoso in. Chips it back. Bongi can't get it. Pookie shoots. He scores. It's a Pookie hat trick. Minnesota puts it in the back of the net. Timu Pookie. Costa across the half line, turnover to Franco Fragapani. Franco across the half line, through to Pookie. He's in alone. Timo shoots. He scores! How about four Pookie parties in one night? Let it happen. Timo Pookie makes it 5-1 to one in Minnesota. Has flipped the script in a matter of a few days. It's a different L.A. team, but it feels just as good. Who's not vibing to Baby Shark right now, by the it way? Didn't, it didn't strike me till just then that <laughs> I'm not saying the goal call is ruined because it's not. It's still a good goal call. <laughs> but it definitely takes away the atmosphere after I, I had not heard, realized they were blasting Baby Shark that loud behind that call. So, Dan, <laughs> you're going to have to have a talk with the in-game I, uh, studio team. I have any problem with Baby Shark. <laughs> I prefer I I prefer Papa Shark, but that's just me. <laughs> I was just I was dancing to that while we were listening to the goals. By the way, uh, you're listening to Loon Talk. If you already don't know, uh, thanks for joining us. A, a lot we got a lot to talk about, boys. It, it was it was a week for Loons fans, and honestly, I have no idea where to start. Uh, I think we should just start on the positive. Uh, kind of work our way backwards through the week. Uh, are you guys still in as much shock as I am? And we're recording this three days after the game happened. Uh, are you guys still in as much shock as I am that five goals went in the back of the net for Minnesota United on Saturday night? Yes. Yeah. Five, five is a shock to me. That's, I mean, the, the, the sun just hit the earth, the rockets for nuclear warfare just launched. Like, I feel like we're in DEF CON one because I've not, I'm been, not, are you are you i'm not it, it's it's a five goal outburst it's uh it especially coming after i know with with the news i'm sure we're going to talk to here any mo- uh talk about any moment here with adrian heath's departure from the club i didn't expect such a quick bounce back offensively you know i i figured it was going to be one of those games where given how close it was to the game week and granted we are maybe not fully sure about when the inner work, like the club inside knew the, of the departure. We know that it was a day or two before uh, Saturday's match that uh, I think it was Thursday 
that they announced his departure from the club. So I just kind of assume that with Sean McCauley stepping up, not that Sean is not a capable coach or or unable to step in, but it's hard to implement a brand new system or strategy or just entirely new game plan in a matter of 72 hours. So I, I expect them to kind of lean on the same game plan that we've seen from this team. Um, I didn't expect maybe the, the performances to vary very much. So five goals was shocking. Three was, I think like, you know, we're getting, we're getting up on our feet and like waving shirts around, but four and five was just bananas. So, um, and, and then on top of that, they only allowed one in. So it was a great night off, not offensively, but also defensively as well. So, uh, Jonathan, were you, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, five, two result is that's a lot. Uh, considering what happened, what three days prior to that in yeah, LA, you, five, five two, one yeah, result. Man. Yeah, uh, it was it was a yeah. There was a lot to talk about. We'll get Dan back in here in a second. Uh, internet issues with him, so he'll pop in. He'll give his his thoughts on it. But yeah, I'm a little surprised with everything that transpired last week with all the weight that was on the club going into that game with uh, the possibility of playoff elimination uh, on the hands, and you know getting rid of or parting ways with your coach less or just a little over 24 hours prior. That's a lot for a group of guys like to handle. And they handled it magnificently. They came out, uh, were aggressive. They were more aggressive than we've ever seen them play. Uh, they played a lot more through the middle, didn't rely on crosses mainly because they didn't have the fullbacks coming forward as much as they had in the past. Uh, we'll talk about all those changes as well. But there's there's quite a bit to talk to talk about here, and it looks like we have Dan Terhar back. Maybe, um, maybe. Yeah, I, I think I think I'm surprised. I think I'm still a little bit surprised that five goals went in. Dan, what about you? I felt like this was going to either be a a big night four or five goals, or they were going to. It happened so many times in uh, in other sports where a coach gets removed, whether it's a good move or a bad move or whatever. Uh, we'll continue. Dan will pop in periodically. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's just continue on AJ. Uh, five goals go in uh, and tactically speaking, there's was, there was, there was, there was some subtle changes that helped out the loons. I mean, a lot of it was playing through the middle more than they have in the past because they didn't have the wide guys. They played more defensive fullbacks because DJ Taylor and Ethan Bristow were roasted alive on Wednesday night against LAFC. And uh, Sean McCauley told us just felt like it was time for a change at that position uh, with those two guys, with Pakai DeBossi coming in and Zarek Valentin coming in, coming in. We knew when that, when we saw that formation, when we saw the lineup, that there wouldn't be as much fullbacks pressing forward, getting into the attack. So it'd be a little less width. that allowed Minnesota or forced Minnesota to play through the middle. Thankfully, the Galaxy just allowed them to play through the middle, which was weird because that's where Minnesota's most dangerous player is, and Emmanuel Reynoso, and he was all over the place. He was instrumental in that match in creating a helpful amount of those goals. Bonhukle Longwane uh, made some incredible passes, incredible moves on some of those plays as well to create the goals. But it was a it was a new look team from the Loons. It's not like it was drastic changes, but there were subtle changes because, as you said earlier in the show uh it's not like they had a whole lot of time to implement changes with the quick turnaround from lafc into saturday's game and with the timing of the departing of adrian heath 
There just wasn't a whole lot of time, but those subtle changes helped Minnesota greatly against an LA Galaxy side that just kind of collapsed as soon as Team Upuki scored his second goal. Yeah, and maybe I'll 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 flip the table here and maybe ask you a question because I want to hear your thoughts. But do you think that a lot of what we saw was just pure? I'm not going to say coincidence, but just uh, a nature of circumstance that, of course, it would just work out that with Adrian, the first game post Adrian Heath era, the pieces that seem to have been there for however long this this season finally, you know, fit the puzzle and. Timu gets four. Um, Hassani Dotson gets a nice one as well to actually kick off the scoring for the night. But I mean that the front three and Ray. How, I, honestly, I don't know how Ray didn't have a goal or two because he looked great uh, as well and he came close a couple of times. Do you think it was? Um, well, the turf monster got him one time when he was supposed to have one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, do you think, think it was just like a happy coincidence or or what? I think it for me. Looking back on it, looking back on how they played. Uh, they were more physical. They were more aggressive. They were challenging more assertively for every 50-50 ball uh, on the night. That And with how the players talked after the match and before the match, we talked to Will Trapp before the match and obviously talked to Dane St. Clair after the match, uh, heard some comments from Michael Boxel as well after the match. There was a lot of emotion surrounding the Adrian Heath departure, and it felt like those guys, and this may just be them, giving lip service, or they might actually mean, I tend to believe that they actually meant it, that they felt they let Adrian Heath down with this season. And that ended up with his firing or his departure. And I think there was a lot of, we've got to be better over these last two games to show that we are better than this, that we didn't, that this shouldn't have happened, but it did because it's sports. And I think there was just a lot of pride on the line for the loons and they put it out there on Saturday. They were, as I said, they were more aggressive. They wanted to make sure that this wasn't going to happen again because they know they have the talent on the field. They know they have the talent in that locker room to make the playoffs to challenge in the Western Conference. And they just, they haven't so far this year for one reason or another. And it felt like, I think that's what it felt like to me was that there was just a lot of, of pride being put on the line and the Loons didn't want to mess up again in front of everybody. They wanted to send the Allianz Field crowd home with a win finally. They haven't had one in a while. This is only their fourth one of the season. So that was also a big note was that they felt they've not only let Adrian Heath down, they let the fans down this season at home. So I don't know that it was much of a tactical switch or some of these things just playing out the way they did. I felt it was just a lot of the players wanting to prove that they are better than what their record has been this season. And they wanted to make things right for the people that they, that they let down. I think they were embarrassed. I think, I think it's embarrassing to know you have a good team to your coach gets let go. Uh, when I talked to Will Trapp before the match for our our pregame interview, I could just tell he was, he was kind of angry, kind of, you know, and, and embarrassed that they, you know, only what only won three times at home four at home. And, and, and so it was, yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. It was pride. And what I was going to say earlier is I've seen that in many sports where, when a when a coach is replaced, quits, fired, whatever whatever it is, so often the team comes out and plays well. Even even poor teams, because usually you know it's a team that's uh, really struggling. They they change, they make a change at the coach or manager position, and oftentimes those teams will play really well. And sometimes it's short lived. You know, sometimes it carries them for quite a ways. But 
there always seems to be uh, that 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 rise up, that pride that jumps ahead, and 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 they, you know, that's the way they played. And you know, LA's LA's not a, that good of a club, so that helped right. too. So, and we kept that thing called Billy Sharp off the ball. That was good. Didn't want that to happen again. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. I like that term. Embarrassed. I think they were embarrassed, and they, the, as as you said. Will Trapp said it, said as much in the pregame show or the pre-match com- comments. Dane St. Clair joined us post-match, said something similar that they wanted to send the home crowd happy for once, and they did just that with five goals. Uh, four from Timu Puki, one from Asani Dodson. They let in two goals. Uh, we don't really need to talk about that, but I think overall a good performance from the Loons. Now let's get to uh, the big talker of the week for Minnesota United fans, Adrian Heath departure after seven years at the club. Basically, or yeah, he is the only club or the only manager this club has had since they joined Major League Soccer. And I don't know your guys' thoughts when you when you heard the news last last Friday that Adrian Heath was Adrian Heath and Minnesota United had parted ways as the club has chosen to term it. Well, timing with impeccable timing by by Dan's internet once again. <laughs> um, here's what I'll say: initial reaction. Not shocked by the fact that it happened, but shocked at the timing. I would have assumed that given his track record with the club and the fact, I, wasn't it last year that they had ex- uh, extended him for, I want to say three, three years. Yeah. And so he, just, st- he still had another year left on the deal because that included, I believe last year, because I was signed at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. just wasn't announced till like midway through. Uh, so that included last year, this year, and I think next year if I'm doing maths and understanding that contract correctly. So yeah, I I was more shocked at the timing of it because I assumed with two two matches to go in the regular season, given what he, you know, you you said it, he's the only manager that they've had since their jump to the MLS. I I don't want to say that they owed him the respect to do so because obviously they're a club and they're a business and their goal is to is to win um and if they felt that in order to win to make the playoffs and then potentially do more they had to cut the tie when they did i get it and who knows maybe this is um a decision that was like weeks in the making and it the 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 goal post and the fence got pushed back another week and then another week and so they maybe initially wanted to do this like a month ago but it just didn't feel right. And then eventually they just were backed into a corner. It's like, we have to make the change now. Um, it, it's it's a, a little odd to not see him on uh, the sideline that quickly. Um, you know, it, 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 <laughs> I mean, you, Jonathan, you sent over the pre-match interviews and I got the one with Dan talking to Will Trapp. And then um, the, you sent me the one with Sean McCauley. And it's just, it was weird for me to like be editing the audio and loading it in. I was just like, I, I made the habit too. I was like, you know, Adrian Heath pre-match interview. Oh, no, I have to delete that. Sean McCauley pre-match interview um, into the system. So it was, it was, it was just a weird force of habit thing. It's a, it'll take time. It's like anything. It's like any coaching. Um, it's like any coaching change in sports. It maybe would be different had they you know, a couple bounces here and there, and maybe they take down Seattle in the playoffs um, a couple years ago, and they make you know a little more valiant of an effort for a title and may possibly win it, but it it's, it's weird. It just because for loons fans in the MLS stage of the, of the club, he's all they've known. So 
you know, it, it's like it's like going to college for the first time. It's weird because, you know, you have to do it and you knew the moment was going to come. Um, and that first week of like trying to make new friends and looking at other managers and blah, 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 going to the offseason might be weird. But eventually you're probably going to find another guy who you're going to maybe not fall in love with, but is going to lead lead the team in a direction that I think a lot of supporters will will uh, support. And it's just all a matter of time of like healing the wound, so to speak. Dan? Yeah, I think maybe it was, I think maybe the club uh, if knew it was time for a change. Um, and if they didn't make the playoffs, he was probably going to, uh, it was probably going to see a change in the off season. And, and the thought I had was that perhaps uh, where it looked like it was really close to making the playoffs. And then that embarrassing loss on that Wednesday night might've been just enough to say, you know what, let's just do it now. Uh it, it, it's it, it was kind of a it kind of opened up a door um not just because they lost but just because how they played and i think this was coming anyway the timing is weird i thought it would come at the end of the season i really did um and unless they made a deep run you know but it, it is odd and and but at the end of the day it was i think it was coming and um you know you can't you can't change you know, 18 players. So if you feel that you have to make a change, that's the one change you can make or two in this case that will have an impact. And it will, do we know if it's good or bad? I don't know who's going to be the new coach. You know, will we, uh, two years from now, we'll be going, Oh man, we're so much better off with, with Adrian, you know, you don't know. And that's why I don't like changing coaches quickly. And then they gave him plenty of time and he did a lot for this club. Um, it reminds me when, when I was working with the wild and Jacques Lemaire came in as an expansion coach, he did amazing things. Didn't win a championship, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and sometimes your expansion coach, isn't that guy that's going to take you to the next level. So, uh, I like it. I, I, I like Adrian Heath. He's a good man. And if he wants to keep coaching, I hope he finds a good job and, uh, you know, move on and, and, you know, hope the team finds the right guy. Yeah. I think for me. I was I was surprised, like you guys said, uh, just at the timing. With two games left, mm -hmm. you figured with how much time he'd invested in the club, what he'd meant, what he's meant to this club, that there would be that there. I was thinking that if it was going to happen, it would happen after the season. That they let the season finish out, however it ha however it finished out, and after after the season ended, there would be a graceful parting of ways. Instead, the club chose their decision, and that's fine. I'm not. I'm not saying it was right or wrong. I'm not, that's not what I'm here to do. I, I think that they made their decision and they did it and they chose to do it then. And it worked out on Saturday night and it did. And it, it was five, two result, And they look like they have a chance at still making the playoffs for the fifth straight season. Um, yeah. But like you said, I was a little shocked and to echo Dan's sentiments. I liked Adrian Heath. He was always kind to me. He was always nice to me. He, and yes, we're the team broadcasters. There's kind of that expected he's going to be available for interviews, but he doesn't have to. That was the thing. That's always the thing is that they don't have to. Like going back to the coaches shows days when we had a coach, when there was a coaches show on score North is Jamie Watson was out for a couple weeks. He didn't have to say, yeah, we'll, we'll continue doing it. And Jonathan, you can take over despite you only being a, or a full-time radio person for a, like a couple months. He didn't have to say yes, but he did. He allowed me to, to host that show. He trusted that I wasn't going to, screw him over with any with any random question and i i will always appreciate that i would always appreciate him answering all my questions during pre-match interviews and being available for us so i will miss that part of it 
Um, but yeah, as, as you kind of alluded to, Dan, seven years, just no trophies. That's a long time in this sport, mm-hmm. which has a notorious track record for dumping coaches after a year and a half. If you're not getting in, if you're not seeing success and they allowed, they, they stuck with Adrian Heath through thick and thin four playoffs, four yeah. straight playoff trips that can't go, that can't go unmentioned. So yeah, AJ, you had something. Yeah. And it's not a trophy, but it's frankly for in my book, it's pretty darn close to it because think about the, the, the friendlies that this club has, has played under him. They had Aston Villa come to town um, at the time, a recently promoted side that had a uh, future, you know, hundred million pound uh, wingers like Jack Grealish on the team. But just within a calendar year ago, he faced off against his former club Everton on home grounds at Allianz field. And, and they them. thwomped them. Like that was, that was a magical night. I was there in attendance as a fan and that was magical because I expected, okay, put up a little bit of a fight. And then I saw that like Damari gray and Jordan Pickford starting in goal. And uh, I want to say at the time, Anthony Gordon was still um, mm-hmm. on their roster before his move to Newcastle. But just, it was, it was crazy that he go, that they go from, if you would have told me after the 90 or the final whistle that night, that it, the, the man who just coached uh, a MLS side to a win over a, a premier league side, within a, a year or so would be getting the boot. It just so weird. So, so it's such an odd timeline that we live in. It just shows that things can just go in weird directions. So like, like Dan kind of mentioned, I hope that if he wants to continue coaching or being in a, uh, like a, a professional setting in the, in the world of soccer, I wish him all the best. I know he'll do a fantastic job. I'm sure wherever he goes and what he does, but um, it, I wouldn't say I'm, he's leaving a, like a sour taste in the mouth of, no. of me. Sure. I know, I know some, some supporters of the club may, may disagree with that. And uh, they've been rather vocal <laughs> about that in the, yeah, what in are they going to complain about now? Exactly. That's the thing. I I'm, I'm interested to see that portion of it because they've been complaining and complaining, complaining. And now, and now that Year their one. complaint, <laughs> there's really sole complaint has been removed from, from their eyes. Like, where do they go now? Like who, who's what's yeah. next? So um, I, that'll be interesting to watch for sure. It'll be certainly interesting times this off season to track that they'll have to get on it quickly because uh, as of Saturday night, there are now nine teams that have replaced or gotten rid of their manager this season across major league soccer wow. a new record. Uh, and uh, the, the ninth one was Wayne Rooney Min- minutes after DC United finish a, what a two nil win on Saturday against NYCFC. Um, he exits the club uh, saying that he did as much as he could to get this team to playoff con- or in the playoffs. They just couldn't do it. They sit in ninth place right now in the Eastern conference, which technically is in the playoffs, but because of games uh, in hand for other teams, they will not make the playoffs. DC United are since there's an uneven amount of teams, they have already finished up their regular season schedule, but because of games from New York, uh, Red Bull, Chicago, Charlotte and NYCFC, they could or they will miss the final playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. Uh, so Wayne Rooney out in D.C. as well. So there's been a lot of cha- a lot of changes. Already some teams have got a head start because they got they parted ways with their coaches earlier this season. So the Loons will have to get on that quickly. I would assume with Mark Watson leaving as well, front office comes first and then a head coach. But we'll see how this goes. It'll be very interesting to track that throughout the coming months uh, for certain. But first up. They've got to make the playoffs because they still got a game left. We will discuss that a little bit more next week. 
because Dallas, their situation, uh, they were supposed to have a game on last Wednesday against Colorado. That game was thunderstormed out. Uh, so that game is being made up this sat this coming Saturday, and that will have big impact. They will have that will have a big impact on the look of decision day for Minnesota United. So we won't preview too much of decision day here. We'll do that next week in a shorter episode as well coming up. Uh, other news and interests from this last week of Major League Soccer, boys. What? Give me give me your predictions of what is going to be on MajorLeagueSoccerSoccer.com now that Inter Miami are eliminated from playoff contention. No more uh, content. What are they going to do? They're going to order more pizzas. They're going <laughs> to. They're going to. They're going to. They're going to probably uh, jump on the LAFC bandwagon because you know everything's about LA and LA's cool and glitzy and uh, my guess is they jump. They jump in deep with LA. They jump back to LAFC. You know we scorned you mm-hmm. for this. This new. This pink club down in Miami, but uh, now that they're done, we kind of want you back. Can we have you back? <laughs> Like sure. that's, yeah, I think that's how it's going to go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's about kind of it from big news and notables. Uh, LAFC continued scoring, uh, getting a 4-2 win against Austin. They are eliminated from playoff contention. So are LA Galaxy. It means three teams are eliminated from playoff contention in the West. Austin, LA, Colorado. I think the most surprising of those three is Austin with how they finished last year. It has been a miserable season for them. It has come to an end. They still have one game left, but... Uh, that will have an impact as well on how the Loons finish in the Western Conference. Again, more on that next week. But Austin, a surprising season for sure in all the wrong reasons. Yeah, well, it is two surprising seasons in a row for them, right? Yeah, very much. I mean, really was. I was so surprised at, at how how good they were and now equally as surprised at how fast they, uh, they dropped and with really mostly the same lineup, right? I mean, there weren't a lot of changes there. Yeah, you brought in Jossie Zard as, as your yeah. true number nine, and they or they fall out of the playoffs. Yeah, so that that was that is yeah. I don't can't think of a team more surprising, especially on the losing side of things this year. For sure, uh, AJ. Yeah, no, I kind of pretty much the same thing for Dan. So I'll keep it quick. But yeah, I mean, with how they exceeded my ex- expectations last year, I was very high mm-hmm. on them coming into the new uh, new season. And then it's just, it really, they never were able to get the injured block turned over, get the car running. So uh, they're already out. I'm not already out. Obviously, they we're, we're approaching the final week of the season, but I expected them to be one of those teams that even if it's a close race, they're in the mix till decision day. For sure. All right. So let's move on because I know, AJ, you've got a time constraint here. So we'll we'll honor that a little bit. Uh, let's get into the predictor. Dan, explain away what the predictor is. Yep, predictor. We each pick three games, including the upcoming Minnesota United match. You pick the uh, winner or a draw correct, you get a point. Pick the score exactly correct, you get a bonus point. We'll bend one of those rules this week. What? There's no upcoming Minnesota United match. Uh, oh, we're not picking that weekend, one? Anyways. There are three Major League <sighs> Soccer matches, though. So I'm going to give you guys the option. We'll vote on it here as we go. We've also got two U.S. Men's National Team games to vote on or to, mm-hmm. to pick from. Do you guys want to choose all three MLS games or do a mixture of U.S. men's national team and MLS games? I did two and I have two and one ready. I picked uh, USA Germany and then I picked two of the MLS, but I can adjust on the fly if needed. No, let's just do a combo. All right. Pickers, Pickers choice. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let's see the most recent score lines. We're not going to do an accountability session now. We will leave that. We'll leave the suspense till next week. Uh, but uh, going off recent score lines, 
myself and AJ are tied for first. I believe AJ made you go first last time. I will go first this time. USA, Germany. I'm going to pick that one to start off here. I'm going to go Germany under uh, Julian Nagelsmann, his first edition or his first chance at managing the German national team, bounce, hopefully bouncing them back in their eyes. Uh, I'm going to go with a 2-0 Germany win this Saturday. AJ? Um, I we, we have the same deficit, um, same kind of final. I'm going to go Germany 3, USA 1. Only because wow. I'm expecting Gio, Gio Reyna to make a statement in his okay. first game back with the, this long hiatus. Uh, he's going to bang one in, and then, you know, Germany's going to be just on. on they're going to be running wild under Nagelsmann. Oh, man. You guys, you guys hurt me. Hurt. Now, this is a friendly, so it could end in a draw, correct? Yes. Yes. And I'm going to go USA 2, Germany 2. Okay. All right. All right. Snake order. So you go again, Dan. Okay. Um, before someone takes the score, I want USA two, Ghana one. All right. AJ. Uh, Real Salt Lake three, LA Galaxy one. I had that game as well because Galaxy are eliminated. We just saw what they looked like. I'm going <laughs> to go. I'm going to go Real Salt Lake four, LA Galaxy none. They are just. They are Whoa. sandals on the beach in LA. They do not want anything to do with this game. Give it up they just want to go home already. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be bad for them. 4 0 Real Salt Lake. My final one of the week Dallas, Colorado. I haven't checked to see how many players are missing from Dallas, but usually they lose Jesus Ferreira from the match uh, because he goes off to U.S. men's national team duty. I'm hoping that Dallas don't win. I don't expect Colorado to win, though, because. It's Colorado. They are awful this year. Yeah, Dallas are at least in playoff contention. I am hoping for the most boring game of soccer this side of Philadelphia and LAFC. I'm going a nil-nil draw here. Just uh, please don't <laughs> let Dallas win. That's all I'm asking, Colorado. It's the bare minimum. I'm not asking you to win. Just asking you to not let Dallas win. I... God, that's that's what I had too. So I I will just slightly, and I'm going to be the bearer of bad news. I'm going to say Dallas one, Colorado nil. It'll be a what? like stoppage time winner. Ooh. Limbs, limbs, Ooh. Damn. limbs, limbs. Uh, Real Salt Lake two, LA Galaxy nil, two nothing. All right. Now on to write that down. Our other soccer related prediction segment of the week, where we each make three soccer related predictions. No scoreline predictions here. Well, you can do scoreline predictions if you want, but it's not necessary. Uh, we each have to make a Minnesota United-related prediction. We'll keep track of the predictions throughout the year, call them goals. person with most goals at the end of the season wins the coveted golden boot. Once again, no accountability sessions. Want to keep the suspense going into next week. Uh, AJ, if you did not listen, you get Andy's picks from last week. Andy Reader was kind enough to join us uh, last week, a day before the announcement that Adrian Heath was uh, – Adrian Heath and Minnesota United parted ways. Uh, so, uh, you got his picks coming in whenever I decide to, you know, look through and figure out the accountability session for that. But right now, AJ, I believe you are in first place. If I'm looking at my score lines correctly, it is, yeah, you and Dan are tied as of last week for first place. So since you didn't start last segment, you get to start this segment. All right. Um, going, I don't, I was, I'm trying, I was trying to find it before you tossed to me, but that's all right. I'll, I'll wing it here. Um, up for the Premier League Player of the Month award for the month of September, Youngman's son Mo Salah, Ali Watkins, a, a slew of other guys. B- 
basically write this down out of the six nominations young men's son will win the player of the month award soon to be announced i want to say it'll be sometime by next week all right dan all right uh i'm gonna jump ahead uh, for my minnesota related pick johnny russell will not figure in the scoring against minnesota on decision day i like it write that down i like it a lot don't let the angry Scott get at us again. No, he's mean. Don't let it happen. He's crabby. I'm just nervous about that match, boys. Yeah, he should be. So much on the line. It's in Kansas City. Again, yep. we'll preview that next week. Uh, a lot on the line for sure in that one. Write this down. Uh, I don't I don't know if I have this anywhere. I think I probably do. Uh, I think I have somewhere that Minnesota United will make the playoffs. Boys, write this down. Minnesota will, will finish higher than ninth place. Write that down. Wow. Things are going to happen in their favor, boys, over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, he had too much chocolate milk today. No kidding. <laughs> or I haven't had enough. <laughs> Maybe he's short. He's having withdrawals. <laughs> There's a little bit of withdrawals going on here. Write this down. The U.S. men's national team will at least win one of their games. They are both tough competitions, Ghana and Germany, both tough teams. Write this down. U.S. men's national team will, uh, will win at least one of their games this coming week. Dan? All right. Um, I'm going to. I think it's Dan. Is it, or are we not snaking? We're, we're snaking. It's Dan. Oh yeah, that's right. You started. You went first. Right. All right. In the Western Conference, I have this. I have seen a vision. San Jose is a team that will be out of the playoffs in the West. Write that Ooh, down. I like it. AJ. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of counter what you said, Jonathan Slaley, because poor planning on my part. <laughs> You, you said that Minnesota will make the playoffs in a position above ninth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I say Minnesota will make the uh, playoffs in ninth position. Write that down. Wow. Right? That's good defense. That's poor planning and really good defense. <laughs> That's terrible. Are, are you telling us you're just making them up as we, as we go? During the no, show? no. I, uh, I had, I had well, I we'll find two. out. We'll find out with his next one. If he's just making it up on the go, go ahead, AJ. Uh, no, Smalling. this last one I had ready. Um, on de- on decision day, there will be at least one hat trick across the MLS. Oh, okay. I like it. Okay. I hope okay. it's Pookie. Um, in the East, the New York Red Bulls will make the playoffs. Write that down. All right. I like it. Uh, I had earlier this year, and this one was obvious. It didn't come off because DC didn't make the playoffs. I said, FC Cincinnati, Nashville, and DC will all make the playoffs this season. Well, one of them won the supporter shield. The other is in seventh place. The other mm-hmm. is eliminated from playoff contention. And now Wayne Rooney has gone off to Birmingham City uh, to be their manager for Tom Brady's new club that he just bought into. Write this down. Who'd you say? Who You said New York would make the playoffs from the East, Dan? Yes, the Red Bulls would, would get in. Write this down. I don't know how the hell they're going to do it. Chicago are going to be the team that makes it into the playoffs. Well, it's one of those, it's one of those two, really, probably, that's going to get if anybody's get in. Coming. Yeah. Well, somebody's got to get in because DC's already out. Yep, and they're sitting in ninth place. So the ninth down. spot is vacant. <laughs> Chicago will be that team to occupy that at the end nah, of decision day. I can't wait, boys. Decision not day. I love decision day. So much chaos. All the games at the same time in the conferences. It's so much fun with so much on the line. I just wish it wasn't at Kansas City. That's another discussion for for next week. But uh, boys, it's been fun. AJ, I know you've got and you got some food to attend to. So I'll let you get to that, uh, boys. We'll talk to you next week. See ya.